table leaders over here, Dave Hahn, is bringing the word this morning about hearing the voice of God, and I'm very excited to hear this word this morning. So would you welcome him, our brother, table leader, Dave Hahn, as he comes this morning. So, Lord, let these words be yours. Let every word from this from, is from you, uh, working through me, and nothing I've achieved. My humble hope is that it might somehow, uh, somehow somebody will know you better. I'm nothing without you, Lord. I pray that in Jesus' name. Yeah. So, um, everyone turn to Matthew 7, uh, 21 through uh, 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Department from me, you who practice lawlessness. So, I have three questions for you today. Uh, do you know him? Do you love him? And do you hear his voice? My name is David Hahn, and I'm a uh, table leader at Table 6. Um, I'm also a student learning the Word of God through Global University. I started attending this church about 10 years ago uh, when I was diagnosed with a terminal illness called Huntington's disease. And... Um, you know, medical science says there is no cure, but uh, Jesus is the cure. Uh, Pastor Dwayne prayed over me, be healed in Jesus' name, and uh, I felt fine ever since. So, uh, isn't God good? Give him a hand. So, I want to start with a story. There was a man uh, sleeping in on Sunday, and uh, his mother came in and said to him, you, you really need to go to church. And the man whined and grumbled a little bit, and he said, eh, I, I just want to sleep in today. Yeah, just don't feel like it. And she said, no, no, you really have to go. He goes, give me three good reasons. So she said, well, first, I, I think it'd be really good for you. Number two, it is Sunday. And three, you are the pastor. I think we can all relate, and sometimes we all want to kick back and do what we want to do, but uh, if we do, we might not hear what God's saying to us. Um, I was going to do a, um, something on spiritual warfare, but um, the Lord told me to do this instead, so um, maybe we'll do that another day. Um, so... Hearing God's voice, I, I took a Bible study once that taught that God speaks to us four ways. Uh, the prayer, uh, the word, the Holy Spirit, uh, and the church. You know, I've never heard his voice audibly. Um, you know, we lost that in the fall. But uh, I think it's each Christian's duty uh, to maximize these. Like a four-cylinder engine you know, it needs to be running in perfection. And, uh, and I'm going to give you some practical points that will help you like they've helped me. Uh, you don't need to do everything I do, but, you know, um, this, this is just what works for me. So, you know, I've never been exceedingly great at anything. You know, I was kind of a C student, uh, 
somewhat clumsy. I was always the last guy picked in sports. Um, I like golf okay. It doesn't like me. Uh, never had many friends. Some, someone said I kind of marched to a different drummer. The hardest thing I ever think I did was get through engineering school. Uh, seven long, painful years. The Great Tribulation. It started and stopped many times. Um, you know, some of that pain was self-inflicted. I'm not a quick wit, a fierce debater, or very affable. You know, I'm, I'm, I never was a chick magnet, you know, like the Fonz. You know. And, uh, you know, I grew up in the 60s and 70s, and uh, you watched the culture shift. It de- definitely changed from uh, Leave It to Beaver Innocence to uh, The Beatles and Rock and Roll. And... Um, you know, I was all in for that. And, uh, you know, my parents are good people, but uh, they didn't bring us, they didn't know the Lord. Uh, they didn't bring us to church. I don't even think there was a Bible in, in the house at all. So they did let me go to a vacation Bible school when I was seven. And a very, very powerful thing happened. That day, I accepted Jesus as my Lord. And uh, I also received the baptism of the Holy Spirit at a very, very young age. I, I mean, it was powerful. I was walking in the Spirit all day. The, the presence came on me like power and fire. And I felt a stronger discernment for what was right or wrong. Um, I felt the Holy Spirit strongly suggesting what I should do that day. And, uh, you know, my parents weren't people that live for God. And, and I knew it would take a lot of courage to talk to them about all this. And, um, you know, the, the Spirit was saying, you really need to talk to them. And I chickened out. And uh, soon thereafter, the feeling departed, and it would be many, many, many years before I'd experience that again. Uh, so, in my teenage years, I was kind of a heathen. I stole gas, I shoplifted Playboy magazines and cassette tapes, Got arrested once. Smoked a lot of pot, uh, LSD, cocaine, opium, quaaludes, mescaline. Every drug but birth control. <laughs> you never really know paranoia until you eat a whole bunch of drugs because the car before, behind you has a luggage rack on top. Every druggie gets started because they're looking something more in life. And I can tell you they really need to look to Jesus. I'd sleep with any woman that would have me. Not like there was this long line or anything. <sighs> I really liked that rock and roll song, Running with the Devil. And I thought I had a good beat. A big Led Zeppelin freak. Um, I'm thankful for a great music in this church. This, this church rocks. Didn't the band do a great, awesome job today? I really appreciate all they do. I felt very depressed and, and, and had no prospects for a future, very few friends. Um, I contemplated suicide, and I, I just begged God, God, just please take me out. I drove drunk and or stoned many times. I'm very lucky that I didn't kill somebody or kill myself. Um, and uh, when I was 15, I professed to be an atheist. So... God resaved me at 19, and a co-worker at McDonald's convinced me that Jesus was real. 
So I prayed the salvation again. Um, and I told my friends and family about it this time. And, and uh, you know, I started reading the Bible. And, and, and my hippie friend told me, he said, hey, man, you got to watch out for Revelation, man. It's, it'll freak you out. <laughs> he goes, it's got these flying dragons and stuff. <laughs> Where's Tom Brady when we need him, you know? There's many times in your life where key decisions can take you either to the left or the right. And uh, I was reading my Bible every day. Yeah. Well, and I stopped on this bench in Nuego, and I still remember that to this day. And I'd only been saved about a week. And, and I can see myself reading that Bible on that bench. And, and for some reason, I, I just got out of the routine, and I didn't read it the next day. Um, I wasn't praying every day. wasn't going to church. I was kind of a marginal Christian. I stopped reading the Bible completely. And, uh, you know, so really marginal Christian, fell away from God a little bit. But, you know, I asked for a Bible for my 40th birthday, and uh, I started reading it again. And it really challenged my life to live a better way. And, you know, if you haven't read the Bible every day, it'll, either, it'll both inspire you and it'll slap your face. So, back to my text. God talks us four ways. Prayer, the Word, the Holy Spirit, and the church. So, the greatest way that God's talked to us is in prayer. And uh, we need to pray every day. And uh, I've seen six miracles in my life, and they're all due to prayer. So, you know, we shouldn't wait till we're desperate. Well... All we can do is pray. We need to honor him with praise and worship before we get to our wish list of things in our lives. And here's some practical ways you can do that. Um, you need to seek, seek ways to make it an atmosphere of praise. Thank him for 10 things every day. I also do this at night. Recite verses that please him. Uh, Genesis 1.1, beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. John 3.16, where God loved the world, he created his only begotten son. Revelation 12.11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and loved not their lives to death. I like to use praise music with, with um, verses that, that praise God. Uh, visualization, I see Jesus on a horse with God over him and Satan under my feet. Put him first. I do this every morning. Have a place where you can go to be alone. Uh, be open to where the Holy Spirit wants you to go and put your wish list to the end. You know, you need to praise him. Make it atmosphere of praise and put him first in your prayer life. I used to be a night person, staying up till 1 or 2 in the morning playing video games. Uh, about 10 years ago, I shifted my time in the morning, and it made a huge difference. Ah, some people say, well, you're so dedicated. Ah, it's not that hard. You know, just set your alarm 30 minutes earlier. You'll be dedicated. Uh, Ephesians 6 says, pray in the Spirit on all occasions. How many would say you, of you would say you know what that means? Well, about 12, 15 years ago, I re-received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the speaking in tongues. 
Um, prayer is no longer a task I do to check off my uh, wish list, but it's intimate time with him. I, I long for prayer time. Uh, he tells me to do things in the spirit, and I feel his presence right now. Oh, thank you. You're awesome. You're splendidly awesome. Um, he tells me to pray for this person or that person. I'm often surprised the amount of time we spend in prayer together. It seems like God will work time for me. Um, I can tell when I'm in the spirit, when I'm not, uh, when I'm wrongly ticked off or prideful or lazy. I, I feel his rebuke. Um, of course, you don't need to have baptism in the Holy Spirit to be saved, but certainly God answers prayer, and it is a gift from God. I'm very encouraged that um, Pastor Dwayne preached on it this morning, and then Pastor Tom talked about it again. There's awesome books that, uh, one that Pastor Dwayne wrote, uh, Baptism of the Holy Spirit, that you can uh, get to from the bookstore. That's awesome. I encourage you to look into that. And, and, you know, we can have prayer time at the end for anyone who wants to receive this. Um, Lord looks for consistency in character, um, not what, whether you're perfect. And uh, he gave me this illustration uh, for being dedicated to him. Uh, two men told their spouses they were going to start an investment account by putting away uh, $5 every day into the savings. And, and when they got old, they'd be millionaires. And, and this is true. So after about a month, each had saved uh, $153. The wise one was tempted to use that money and kept going. But the foolish man said, hey, now I can really use that money. He spent it on, on the cares of the day. As they got older, the wise man had a good return on his fa- for his family, um, but the fool had nothing to show for this, and his spouse was displeased. She gave him the stink eye and said, you fool, you're supposed to be saved for our future. Instead, you brought lottery tickets? That's your plan? So, You know, in this parable, the accumulated savings represents the time they could have spent with the Lord and and that he would reward their diligence. Don't say, I don't have time for the Lord in the morning. You know, in the natural, you may not, but God will make a way to make it happen for you. The second way that God speaks to us is through the Bible. I love the Bible, um, but hasn't always been true. I've read it cover to cover a number of times, and each time it means more and more to me. If you read it consistently, um, I promise you two things. It will move you to tears and slap your face. Uh, stories like Joseph, Noah, David, they're inspiring. It's tough to lead somebody to Christ if you don't know the Bible. I'll be honest. The first time I did this, it was a tough read. Um, it, it wouldn't start well, but eventually I'd f- find out that Jesus is king, and that, uh, but I'd have to go through some painful months to get there. Um, and I'll give you some tools that will help you to avoid the same concerns. I was about 45 years old, and it didn't seem right to me that Christianity was teaching something counter to what God's Old Testament was saying we should be doing. She had no other gods before me. Uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We celebrated the Sabbath on a different day. And I'd heard that there were prophecies uh, predicting that uh, Jesus would return in the Old Testament, but our church wasn't talking about those. Um, 
you know, and, and you know, just some, and they also heard that they eat different foods that we're not supposed to. And I really like hot dogs. So. <laughs> uh, every time I'd, I'd, I'd hear the name Jesus, I'd kind of cringe inside. Something didn't seem right. So I, I decided to read the Bible cover to cover to see if Jesus was real. So every day I'm going to read two books uh, starting from Genesis. So this is my graph of, uh, these are all the books, the Old Testament, uh, Genesis through Malachi, and uh, this is my Bible enjoyment factor on a scale of 0 to 10, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I'm Genesis, oh man, things are going good, Exodus, I'm liking it, um, and getting to Leviticus, hmm. and then uh, Deuteronomy and Joshua just completely reinforced all the concerns I had, whether or not, you know, we should be living the right way or following the Jewish law or what. So, you know, um, I got to the to, to Leviticus and the 600 Jewish laws and honestly felt stronger than ever that I was doing the wrong thing. God was not pleased with people who weren't worshiping him right. And so far, uh, I didn't see anything about Jesus. Uh, I was very concerned for my salvation. I brought this to the pastor of the church, and honestly, he didn't help me much. Um, I think I put doubts in him when he said <laughs> And, and he, he never called back or followed up with me. But, you know, I, I, I kept going. And, uh, you know, here's the... Here's the fun factors bottoming out, but it got a little better. I like some of these stories, uh, you know, First Samuel and Kings and uh, Chronicles. Um, yeah, and Job was a tough read, I'll be honest. Uh, you know, but you know, kind of up and down. And every once in a while, I kind of see a little something, but it really wasn't something that really knocked the ball out of the park for me. And uh, you know, about this time. A uh, pastor said that there was a book called uh, Evidence That Demands a Verdict uh, with over 300 of these, uh, of these prophecies about Jesus in the Old Testament. And I've learned some of the ones that are dear to me. Uh, Psalm 110 verse 1, the Lord said to my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemy thy footstool. Isaiah 7, 14, um, uh, let's come back to that one. I was watching the night vision. Behold, one like the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven. He came to the ancient of the days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given glory and dominion and a power. All nations, languages, and people should serve him. Micah 5, but you Bethlehem, Ephrathah, the Lord alone among the thousands of Judah. Yet out of you come forth to me, the one to be ruler in Israel. The goings forth are from old and from everlasting. And, and Zechariah 9 9, another one cool. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, the colt, the foal of a donkey. So I kept going on my Bible reading. And uh, this is the second time through. And, uh, you know, here's my. Cell bottoming out last time. Well, this time it wasn't as bad. 
and then, you know, I got, and I knew some of these prophecies this time. That was real reassurance. And, you know, I got a lot more out of it. I guess I understood it a little better. And, and uh, you know, just kept going through it the second time. And honestly, this is kind of a, one of those decisions in life, whether I go right to the left, whether I want to do it, or whether I said, you know, is this something I just uh, check off my to-do list that mission accomplished. But I really enjoyed reading it the second time through, got more out of it, and, and, and it was really a blessing to me. So about this time, uh, they had a men's conference here, and, and they gave me something that really kind of made it a lot easier yet. They really suggested that rather than starting from Genesis and keep reading through like that, one, read one chapter of the Old Testament, one chapter of the New Testament, and one of the wisdom books, Psalm, Proverbs, or Ecclesiastes. And uh, I found that this is just a great way to add more balance. It only takes 10 to 15 uh, minutes a day. And you get to reread the Gospels and the wisdom books more frequently. So I really found that this was a great way to go. Um, I found that if you do this, uh, you can read the Old Testament. It'll take um, two and a half years, almost the day. It's really uncanny. And uh, you'll loop through the um, New Testament in 11 months and the uh, wisdom books in every eight months, and, and all with uh, 10 to 15 minutes a day. What uh, Bible reading looks like me today, you know, here's where I originally started way back when. And um, I really like the Word of God today. You know, it's off the chart. And, um, you know, it isn't a day goes by that it doesn't speak to me or inspire me or, you know, or direct me. Um, one time, several years ago, I lost my job at, at Bissell. And, uh, you know, I, you know I, it was the first time I lost a job like that. I, it was kind of hard. And um, for some reason, uh, Psalm 39 really spoke to me. And... Uh, you know, if I hadn't been reading my Bible this time again, I'd, I never would have had this, this encouragement. So I go upstairs, and I tell my wife, and well, actually, she comes to me and says, hey, I just found an awesome thing in my Bible reading. Go read Psalm 39. <laughs> I'm like, wow. So I, I come to Reload, and I tell the guys at the table about this. They're just astounded. And, and this guy gets up to this podium, and he goes, today I'd like to tell you about Psalm 39. So everyone's floored, you know, everything's just amazing. So, you know, God will talk to you through the Bible. And, and uh, you know, it, it, but you've got to be open. You've got to be willing to receive. You've got to look for it and, and, and be diligent with it. You know, other things that he's inspired me. Yeah, I was reading Psalm 116, and uh, I said, that thing is so cool. I'm going to have that on my tombstone when I die. I have my wife put that on there for me. I love the Lord because he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because I, he turned his ear to me, I'll call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave overcame me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. And I called on the Lord, Lord, save me. The Lord's righteous and gracious. The Lord's full of compassion. He protects the unweary. When we're brought low, he'll save us. Return to rest, my soul, because the Lord has been good to you. 
There's some other tools I've learned uh, for, um, you, know, you know, appreciating the Bible. You know, the Old Testament law, some of that's kind of, um, you know, something that we, we need to understand better. There's three types, um, and I learned this in school. There's uh, ceremonial laws, there's civil laws, and there's moral laws. And the ceremonial laws are, are rituals such as animal sacrifices, circumcision, what's clean and unclean, um, what the priest had to wear. And, and this was the largest group. Jesus' blood paid for these, so we'd never have to do these again. So that's the good news. The second set, the civil laws, um, you know, things say something like, you know, death penalty for a rebellious son, uh, leave some grain fields, when you build a new house, build a parapet around the roof, an eye for eye, uh, death penalty for adulterers. You know, some of these are good in principle, but not always true in modern times or in light of Jesus. And then the final sets, the moral laws. These are the ones that we should abide by. Um, things like the Ten Commandments. Uh, you shall have no other gods before me. They often start with you shall or you shall not. And, and a lot of them are repeated in uh, James. Uh, do not steal, do not lie, do not deceive one another. So these are the ones you really need to watch out for and make sure that, you know, we, we abide by. Another big help was uh, normative and descriptive language. And um, what this is, is that, you know, sometimes the Bible does not say specifically if the text is right or wrong. Sometimes it does. Yeah, normative is when the text clearly tells you what has happened is right or wrong. Um, the Ten Commandments, those parables, uh, when Jesus condemns the Pharisees. Descriptive language, on the other hand, is what doesn't state what happened is right or wrong. Um, David Bathsheba, the writer never states one way or the other. Uh, Samson, uh, God does not specifically wait on every dumb thing he does. Um, and, and, and these are stated in other places. So you need to read the whole word understand the whole context of it to understand um, what's right and what's wrong. So we need all 66 books. The third way that God talks to us is, is through the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, this slide shows right now we've got the Holy Spirit in us, and he says, I love you, I have a great plan for you. But there's an enemy out there. Uh, he tears me in his wrath, he hates me. He gnashes his teeth at me. My, ad, my, adverse, my adversary sharpens his gaze on me. So we, we all caught, get caught in the middle. And Joyce Meyer wrote a book about how we all face battles of our mind. And, and we have the Holy Spirit telling us to do one thing and the enemy telling us to do the other. And, and giving us real negative thinking, you're a loser. Your boss is an idiot. You're too short. You're too tall. You should sleep with that woman. You don't need to pray. You don't need to listen to this. This guy's an idiot. Go watch some porn. So, you know, having these suggestions is not a sin, but, but running with them is. And, and um, we shouldn't say things that lead to a bad uh, self-image. Sometimes the enemy goes the other way and attacks our pride or complacency. You're the man. You're more spiritual than anyone. You're so buff. You could sleep in. So, you know, you need to listen to the Holy Spirit. 
Uh, Jesus taught us to recite the word of God against these attacks. You know, we demolish arguments, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we capture every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So that's one good scripture. There's a lot of powerful scriptures that are awesome for combating the attack of the enemy. Um, learn verses that can, can stand him in his tracks. And, and, and don't listen to lies. You know, God loves you. and has a great plan for you, and, and you don't need to put up with that junk anymore. So take the authority that Christ gave you. Be an overcomer. The fourth way that God talks to us is through the church. And, uh, you know, find a church that teaches truth. This is an awesome church, and, and not all churches do. Um, I love this church. Pat Dwayne's awesome. I love the sermons that reach millions. Uh, Reload is awesome. Um, when I hear a sermon I like, I buy it, and I listen to it in my car, and it's amazing how many times God talks to me through that, where I'm going through some situation that I think there's no way out of this, and God talks to me directly. Get involved. You know, everyone in this room should be doing one thing to help this church, you know, whether it be ushering, greedy, food service, nursery. You know, they all need help, and they can't do it with the, the, just the, you know, the, the 10% of the people that, that turn out for that. You need to learn. Um, many have taken international school of ministry. How many have been through that? That's an awesome class. How many have been through Kairos? Great. You know, what about small groups? How many are in a small group right now? That's great. Um, and how many have been to Quest or the Road? That's awesome as well. So right now, I'm attending Global School of the Bible, the university, and I just love learning the Bible and, and more about him. God wants us to live a life in balance. Priorities should be the Lord, your family, your work, yourself. And you know, I was recently downsized at work, and you know, I've spent zero time thinking about this because my identity is in him, not in what you know, the project manager job is. So we all need balance in our lives and keep things in perspective and listen to what the Lord's saying about you. So, in conclusion, um, you hear God's voice through four things, through prayer, the Word, the Holy Spirit, and the church. And you need to leverage all these things if you want to consistently hear from God. You know, my ego doesn't need a bunch of people come up to me and say, oh, Dave, that was awesome, or oh, Dave, what a great talk, or oh, Dave, I like your haircut. No, I don't need that. My prayer is that each of you start tomorrow, get on your knees and praise God and thank him and start a relationship with him. That's where it belongs. So in a minute, we're going to pray for all those who uh, would like to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But first, I'd like to pray for anyone here um, that does not know the Lord at all and not sure if they'd go to heaven. When I was 15, I'd fallen away from the Lord and didn't know him at all. You know, even though I had that incredible encounter when I was seven, I could still fall away. When I was 40, I was kind of like this marginal Christian. I wouldn't say that I'd know him then either. So right now, with every head bowed and eye closed, 
you know, just think about this. You know, today, tomorrow might not be here for us. We could all be caught up. So is there anyone here today that if you died tomorrow, you don't know for sure if you'd go to heaven? Would you be bold enough to raise your hand? So let's just say this prayer. Oh, God, I believe Jesus died on the cross. He paid for my sins, and he rose again. Right now, I ask Jesus to forgive my sins, come into my heart, and be my Lord and Savior. I will do my best to obey his teachings. I thank you. You've heard my prayer. My past is gone. I'm part of your eternal kingdom. And on my way to heaven. So again, with everyone's head bowed, if, if you would really like to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'd like you to raise your hand. I see that hand. Any others? Okay. Maybe this is new to you and you want to know more. This book is awesome. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend that. And, and if, you, if you think it might be coincidence that Pastor Dwayne talked about that this weekend, Pastor Tom again, I think that that's just saying something here. Now, if you want to know in your heart, um, that you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit right now and are ready to receive this awesome gift. Hide, head bowed and every eye closed. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, I come before you with an open heart to receive all you have for us. Um, you say in your word that the Holy Spirit is good gift, I ask, and I will be filled overflowing with the Spirit. Lord Jesus, baptize me now in the Holy Spirit. Thank you for filling me, uh, for empowering me to live a victorious life and be a witness to you. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the ability to speak in tongues, and, uh, and, 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 the, and the words that give you utterance. Uh, Lord, I pray for right, every person right here that wants to receive that, the speaking in tongues, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And in Jesus' name we pray.